Hey, so thanks so much for joining me today. I'm so excited you decided to turn this on and listen because this is something you need to hear. As a believer, we have so much really responsibility that we shun off. And so we're going to be talking about actually fasting today. Jesus said we needed to fast and pray. And he also said that when we gathered in his name, when two or more are gathered in his name, that he is here. And so let's acknowledge him. Jesus, we thank you that you're here. We thank you for teaching us, helping us to know what we need to do to be ready for your return, and helping us to know our responsibility as witnesses for you. To not only talk the talk you talk, but to do it. To say and do what only the Father told you to say and do. Help us to do the same. We love you and praise you and give you all the glory. In your name we pray. Amen. And so Jesus is talking to us today, wants to talk to us today about fasting and praying. So fasting being going without generally food and um, praying is having conversation with God, talking to God, asking God, whatever the situation is. And when you go without food, you, you automatically are closer to God because you're thinking about Him because you're not thinking about food. And you're reliant on Him. He as your source for energy and not the nutrients from the food. So in Matthew 17, um, Jesus um, casts out a demon. There was a father and he brought his son to Jesus and he said, your disciples couldn't do anything. My son is epileptic. He throws himself or he falls actually in the fire. And if you can do anything, and Jesus said, if I can do anything, if you have faith, I can do something. So he casts the demon out. And then the disciples later asked, why can't, why couldn't we do that? And first he said, because of your littleness of faith. And then the second thing he said is this kind goes out by fasting and prayer. And I know we've talked about this sort of on and off here and there kind of thing. But God is saying to us today that if we believe in him, he said, if you believe, you're going to do the things I did. You're going to do that greater work. And he is telling us today, he's share, he has shared with me, that we need to prepare for his return by doing that greater work. We need to be fasting and praying so we can cast out demons. And I know we look at that as weird and freaky, and we have all these excuses like, well, that was then, and that was Jesus. And, you know, we sing songs about Jesus moving the mountain, but he told us to do it. And so we got to get that right. We have to have understanding and hear what he's saying. And so when, when we fast, when, when we go without food, the other thing is, and I'm going to back to this here, but the other thing is, one of the reasons is, is because most of us have gods before God, whether it be food or whatever it is, and Satan knows that. And so I believe what God is saying is, first of all, you have to let Satan know that you know who you are and that he's not your God. Jesus was in the wilderness. He went without food for 40 days, and Satan came and tempted him over and over again. And Jesus said no to him each time. And we got to do that. 
we got to recognize that we have things before God. And I believe that's what God is saying today, that we have things before him. And a major thing is food. You know, what, what you can't go without is your God. And he wants to train you up and send you out just like he did the disciples. And so you have to take the initiative to fast and pray and let Satan know that you know who you are in Christ. When he saw Jesus coming, he said, what do you want with me? And please, just just put me in the pigs. Just put us in the pigs. And so the thing is, is when um, Satan sees us coming, he, he's not moved. He's not afraid. And um, most of the time, from what I've heard, I, I hear people pray, Jesus, won't you do this? And Jesus didn't say that. He commanded the enemy. He commanded the demon to come out of the little boy. And that is what we have to do. We have to have that much confidence, that much faith in doing that. And that comes from fasting and prayer. And the Message Bible says, because of um, you don't take God seriously, and I think that's true. We don't take God seriously. He said, if you believe, you're going to do the greater things, as he did. You're going to lay hands on the sick, speak in other tongues, um, and cast out demons. And the other thing I wanted to mention about this is it says that the boy was epileptic. And today, our answer for everything is drugs. If somebody's epileptic, we give them drugs. And really, according to what we write right here, it's a demon. And so um, we got it all wrong, and we got to get it right, and we got to be willing to fast and pray. We have to be willing to put our flesh aside and do that work that God is calling us to do. Jesus said he was going, and because he was going, we need to do his work. We need to do that greater work. And that is our message today. He's saying, you do that work. You fast and you pray. You let Satan know that he's not going to control you. And you know what? Sometimes that takes a while because we're so addicted to stuff. You know, food, shopping, coffee, whatever it is. And, and we're thinking it's okay because it's not drugs and alcohol. But whatever it is, whatever hold Satan has on you, it's your God, and he knows that. And then he's not going to flee when you tell him to go because he's thinking, I'm your God, and you're telling me to go. I'm the one who tells you what to do. And um, Jesus said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to him, and now you go. He said, whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven, whatever you loose is loose. You have authority over the enemy. If you never heard me tell a story when my son was young and I was just learning this and I was learning how to live in the kingdom of God and do things God's way, he was having a seizure and I recognized it because I worked with people who had seizures before I had him. And so I recognized the seizure and um, he was having a seizure and my first thought was, God, what do I do? And God said, bind the enemy. So I said, Satan, I bind you in Jesus' name. And the seizure stopped. And every once in a while, um, he would try it again. Actually, when my son got older, he would try it again. And we just bound him, and we told him to leave, and he did. So you have to be, like, consistent in the Word of God. You have to keep on doing what you're doing. It's a lifestyle change. Just like when you lose weight and it stays off, 
you made a lifestyle change. You didn't just go on a diet for a little while, and if you did, you gained it all back. The same with the Word of God. If you get serious for a little while and then you quit, you're going to lose everything that you gained. Kind of the opposed to the weight. But you're going to lose the revelation knowledge, and Jesus said so. He said, be careful what you hear, what you're hearing. And um, to him who has will have more, and to him who has not, even what he has will be taken away from him. And so you have to be careful to not just try this out, but to live in God's kingdom. And you're going to get to the place where you're going to actually do what he told you to do. You know, he's coming and he said that on that day um, that many, he was going to say to them, away from me, I never knew you, you who practice lawlessness. In the, in the, um, in the text where he said that, um, he said the people were saying, but well, we did this in your name and we did that in your name. And one of those things was casting out demons. And so there's so many variations of where we can be missing it. And so they weren't missing it in that department, so to say. But a lot of us now, I think, are going to be missing it um, also just because we won't even do it. We won't even acknowledge that Jesus is talking to us. You know, he was talking the other day, and I shared with you how we're always trying to get out of stuff. And he's trying, you know, we're praying for a revival, and um, I don't know what we're expecting because he said, you're going to do what I was doing. I'm going to use you. You're going to cast out demons. You're going to lay hands on the sick, and yeah, he's going to do that through us, through us who are a willing vessel. But are we a willing vessel? That's the thing. You know, we're, we're thinking we can't do it, and no, we can't do it. And why are we thinking we can do it? It's him and us. I like to compare to Acts 10.38. It says that Jesus was anointed by God to go around and to do good, and especially to heal all, all of those who were harassed and oppressed by the enemy. And Jesus was here in a physical body, and God anointed him. And so that really just proves that he can anoint us, that he's going to, well, when we ask Jesus, come live on the inside of us, God's spirit is already there. So it's him doing that work in us. But just like with anything else, we have to be willing to say, okay. And we're not going to be willing if we're ignorant of the word if we don't have the revelation knowledge we need, if we don't spend the time to get to know God, to know this is real stuff. He's not talking to them way back then. He's talking to us. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And if we're a follower, we're a disciple. And if you're a disciple, you're a follower, and he's talking to you. He's talking to anyone who believes, just like for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, and whoever believes in him, will not perish, but have eternal life. And Jesus said, whoever believes in me will talk to the mountain. Whoever believes in me will do that greater thing. And so if you believe, if you are a true Christian, a true follower, it, it really is a command to be doing the thing that he did, casting out demons, laying hands on the sick, instead of people bringing their epileptic children or um, loved ones to the hospital 
what about bringing them to church and we just cast that demon out once and for all and then they don't have to take medication with side effects. This is a good teaching. I'm, I'm being inspired right here and right now. And I want to do this thing. I have a drive to do this thing. And, you know, so I'm preaching to me too. I'm not just preaching to you. I don't have it all together. But this is a word that God gave me. He's asking us to go do his work. And that's how that revival is going to happen. That's how those who, your loved ones who don't know God, are going to see God. They're going to see him in you. And so when you go and you do his work, when, you, when you've done the preparation of fasting and praying, getting alone with God and going without food and hearing him say, I want you to go lay hands on the sick. I want you to cast this demon out. I want you to, you're going to believe it because he said it to you. You heard him. And then you need to start preparing for that by fasting and praying. You know, living a fasted life is what God has shown me. Always be ready to be sent out. Always be ready for when he needs you to go cast out a demon or, you know, lay hands on someone, whatever it is. He needs us to be ready. And so a fasted life is not having anything that you are addicted to that you can't just quit suddenly. It takes a lot of practice. It takes, you know, yesterday we were talking about not fulfilling the lust, the lust of the flesh. We were talking about how to train your flesh, and that's what it takes. You know, just when you start fasting, you're going to hear God say, don't have that. You know, maybe you're thinking, well, what should I fast? And you're going to hear him say, don't have this. You can have this. And he's going to get you to that place of the fasted life so that you can just do it. So God is calling us to do some adventurous, kind of scary, um, serious stuff here. He's calling us to be his hands, his feet. He's calling us to be his disciples and to go and to do his work. And it starts with just committing to him, knowing that when you ask him to come and live on the inside of him, on, on the inside of you, that it's not just a prayer to get to heaven, but it's a commitment that you're going to live in his kingdom and you're on his side. You're not on the enemy's side and you're going to be going and you're going to be doing his work that he's going to be preparing you. He's going to teach you and he's going to prepare you to go out and to do that work, to do that battle against the enemy, of course, with him and you. So you got to be submissive to him. You got to submit to him and stop trying to get out of what he's trying to get you to do so that he can answer prayers. We're a part of his kingdom. We're a part of his quest to do his work. And we should be excited about that instead of running away from him and shying off and saying, well, that's for the Sunday morning pastors. It's not. He said, whoever believes. And so if you're a believer, if you profess to, to be a Christian, then it's time to grow up and to stop letting the enemy control you. That's where it starts. You have to stop letting him control you and your personal life, and then you can go out and share that authority that you learned that you have. Jesus said, whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth is loosed in heaven. He's going to back you up. So Revelation 3.20 says that he's already knocking at the door of your heart. If you invite him in, he's going to come in and he's going to dine with you. That means he's going to hang out with you. He's going to teach you. He's going to be right there on the inside 
all the time. And so if you never asked him to be your Lord, then I would love to pray with you. You should know that he gave up his life for you. He said, no one takes it from me. I can lay it down. I can pick it up. And he laid it down to for you so you could have eternal life with him so that you can make a mistake and you're forgiven. He bore your sickness, your disease, your sorrow, your pain. And he wants you to be a part of that. He wants you to be a part of the answer and to go and show what he did for you. You know, it says in um, Romans that when you change your mind to be in agreement with his, when you renew your mind to be in agreement with his mind, you're going to be able to prove in your own life that his will is good and perfect. No one's going to be able to take that from you because you're going to have that personal knowledge. You're going to have walked in it, and then you're going to be able to go and share that. So we have a really big call in our life, and we got to stop ignoring that and get it together. And as I was saying, it starts with asking Jesus to come and live on the inside of you. And then he's going to make this word come alive to you. John 1, 1 says, in the beginning was the word, and the word is God. And so he's going to make this word come alive to you. When you look at the word, you're looking at Jesus. You're going to have understanding. When you, when you apply the word, he's going to start showing himself to you. And, you know, he might not ask you to fast right away, but then again, he might. You know, sometimes the people that are born again are, are the most excited in the beginning of their walk than later because the enemy comes at once to steal the word, and we need to know that. And then don't let him steal it. But whatever he asks you to do, he's going to back you up. He's going to help you to do it. And so... Um, I was just talking to somebody who was feeling condemned because they weren't doing what God told them to do. And, and it's not to be like that. The enemy is, you know, he is going to kind of come and condemn you. But if you fail and you fail and you fail over and over again, then really you're just trying to do it. And what you need to do is, my new motto is, I can't do anything without him. Without him, I can't do it. He empowers me to do it. So then you just say, okay, Lord, I'm going to do it only because you're going to do it in me. Your grace is sufficient. I can't do this thing, but I know you can do it, so I surrender. And then the enemy has no, he has no hold on you because it's not you. It's, it's not you. It's God in you. His power in you. Acts 10, 38. God was with Jesus. He empowered him, and he's going to be with us. He's going to empower us to do his work. And so don't take on that condemnation when you fail, because if you failed, it's you that failed, not him. And then you have to learn to trust that he can do it in you. So let's say that prayer. Jesus, we thank you so much that you want to live on the inside of us, and you want to use us to do your work. And we just commit to be that willing vessel. We're not just saying this prayer so that we can, because we're afraid and we just want to make it to heaven. We're saying this prayer because we want to be a part of your kingdom. And we want to be used by you to go and to do your work, to finish that work you started here on the earth. Because it is, is uh, excuse me, because it is not your will that even one should perish. And so we thank you and praise you. And we just want to be a part of that. We thank you and praise you. We thank you for coming and living on the inside of us and changing our lives and um, just blessing us the way you want to. We just give you that permission. Just bless us and help us to be committed to you. 
We love you and praise you and give you all the glory in your name we pray. Amen. He's so good. He's so in love with you. And he is going to do that work in you. And you, your part is to look at the word. Faith comes by hearing the word. Don't put it aside and forget about it. Because you indeed will forget about it. And you'll start getting wrapped up again in the world's way of doing it. But you just change kingdoms. And so now you got to learn how to live in that kingdom. And pay attention to what Jesus is saying to you. And now he's living on the inside of you, and he's going to make himself real to you, and he's going to give you direction. When you feel icky about doing something, that's him telling you, don't do that, do it this way. Because this way, you're going to have the promises of God. You're going to have eternal life. It's going to turn out for you. The other way is just really the enemy pulling the rug out from under you and trying to get you to go to hell with him. So there is heaven and there is hell. And if you said that prayer, you're off to eternity. And all you got to do is hang on to Jesus and don't let go. You can't do it without him. I can do nothing of myself. Thanks so much for listening today and God bless you.